It's the MMA Geeks C-Level Podcast with your hosts, Stan Dryav and Nick Bracha. Welcome to the MMA Geeks C-Level Podcast. This is your host, Stan Dryav, and the Mark Goddard to my Israel Adesanya legacy, Nick Braccia. Nick, it is good to be on with you after this crazy UFC, man. Oh, man, one of those cards that reminds us uh, after, you know, we, it ha- we've we gotten a, some good stuff, some garbage, a lot of, like, you know, lousy news, a lot of slap, like, power slap getting announced. But at the end of the day, when they can put two guys, you know, like, in the cage or two women in the cage like they did multiple times on Saturday, it reminds us why the hell we do this. Yeah, man, what a goddamn fight night. Some really high-level mixed martial arts. Two title changes changed hands in one night. I wonder how frequent that has been uh, in the history of the UFC. I'm sure it's happened once or twice before, but uh, both title changed hands, one expectedly and one, uh, you know, a closer matchup on paper, man. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira, man. What was your impression of this main event? I mean, it was a it was a pretty darn exciting fight. I mean, Pea is super durable, but Izzy did exactly what he said he was going to do. He's like, I want to. He he brought the fight to him. He was throwing power shots. He ended the first round with a hell of a beautiful flurry. I thought it was after the bell at first, but it really wasn't. Um, and he, you know, I didn't think he fought. I didn't think he fought. He didn't point fight. You know, I didn't think Izzy was point fighting. No, he, he couldn't was... really in this matchup, right? And, uh, yeah, Bill Pahey was, was certainly in his face. Um, but, you know, I I ended up with more respect for both guys, you know? Like, I thought, I think since the fight, Izzy talking about the stoppage and how he was fine. I, I mean, I guess I get it. I saw a different angle last night that was from, that was over the top. Uh-huh. And it did, and it, and it looked a lot um and Izzy's Izzy's movement looked a lot more looked a lot more intelligent and strategic than it did like from the cage camera. Well, I, um, I can see why from up above it would look more intelligent and I'll talk about it in a second, but go on. Um so but I still I still think it was a pretty I still think it was a pretty fair stoppage. Um so I hate it when I hate it when like you know stoppages are the thing. But Pahea went out there in the fifth round and did what he had to do, just like Leon Edwards. Um, amazing stuff. I do. I am concerned. You know they say styles make fights, and guys are got certain kinds of matchups for certain guys. Um, I don't love Pahea's chances against uh, a Whitaker, a Vittori. Um you know, those guys that are that are going to be... I mean, Adesanya was able to take him down. Of course, he was able to do run run a not-terrible-looking shot on Izzy and take him down. Yep, yeah, um, but round. I'm just curious what they do. Does the division become like, uh, you know, like like women's strawweight, where a bunch of people have the other people's numbers and the, and the title just keeps floating around? I, you know, I don't know. I know that Pahea is Adesanya 2 or full four if you're talking combat sports two in the UFC um, will be will be like super big business um, but if you're you know if you're the guys in the division who haven't been able to get past Adesanya this gets this gets kind of interesting 
Yeah, it does, man. It, it was an interesting matchup between two very high-level kickboxers. I talked about how neither guy is really used to using grappling to actually win fights. And and look, we saw each of them try it to an extent. We saw Adesanya get that takedown and work some top position ground and pound in that uh, third round. We saw Pereira get that takedown. I think it was late in the second round. You talked about that knockdown, man. Adesanya rocked him with a left hook in the first round, man. Had him on wobbly legs, and the bell rang just in time. It's crazy how that worked out. Um, do I think Adesanya would have finished had he had more time? Probably not, but he could have, man. He had him badly hurt at the end of that first round. And Pereira, the way that he recovered, man, the way that he kept fighting for another 20 minutes after that is like pretty damn impressive, isn't it? Um, but, you know, I talked about how Adesanya is the quicker man. He's the slicker man. He's defensively uh, the, 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 more, uh, the, the more effective guy defensively, right? And we saw that. Time and again, we saw that through this fight where Adesanya was able to use angles and footwork and head movement to avoid a lot of the damage from Pereira. Um, you know, outside of those, outside of those uh, takedowns and those moments that Adesanya had, he was landing that jab. He was landing that cross. He was landing that leg kick. The weapons that I thought would be the most effective for him is, you know, those straight punches. You're fighting a guy with a great hook. You don't want to throw short punches with that man. You want to throw straight punches and keep him at straight punch distance. Now, Pereira wasn't taking that no for an answer, right? He just continued, continued to move forward no matter what. Um, and in that fifth round, it, it seems like, you know, the Pereira's pressure just took over to the point where he was standing right in front of Adesanya, and Adesanya was having a much harder time moving out of the way. Suddenly, Pereira hurts him badly. Israel Adesanya has wobbled, um, falls down onto a knee, gets back up to his feet, is moving his head, and, and Israel Adesanya, the fight gets stopped with Israel Adesanya with his back to the fence as he's kind of wobbling his head left and right to avoid a lot of the shots from Pereira. Look, on the looking, looking down, by the way. I mean, look, you know. Right, not, well, that's, that's the point, right? Is Israel is, yeah. uh, I, I think, like, it does seem like a little bit of a, for example, the way that Kamara Usman lost, he gave full credit to Leon Edwards. Um, to be fair, he was knocked out cold, right? He had, he had no argument to make. He gave full, full credit to Leon Edwards. He made no excuses. He said, Leon Edwards figured it out. He set that kick up, and he, and he knocked me out. Adesanya is taking a little bit of a different approach of, you know, like I was defending, my leg was hurt, that's why I dropped to the floor, and because of those leg kicks, my, my, my shin, my, my calf um, uh, was affected. And so he's taking a little bit of a different approach, right? But here's the thing. He's, At the moment, the stoppage was fine, but he was fine. You know, it's yeah, a weird... Yeah, it's, it, it's, again, it's like it's like an excuse. Ex- I don't want to make excuses, but here are three excuses is what it sounds like. He also talked uh, in the post-press conference. Uh, I feel like this stayed off of people's radars. He talked about uh, a health thing that he had to kind of put on the back burner that he couldn't really focus on during this fight camp that now he can focus on. Um, and he alluded to the fact that it's something people have made fun of him for. I would imagine that would be, uh, that, would be um, that, 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 that weird kind of the, his right his right chest, I don't know what they call it, nipple gate or chest gate or whatever, uh, his, his right chest, there's a little bit of a droop there uh, to the outer portion of his, of his pec. And, and I would imagine that's some kind of a hormone thing. I would imagine that like, there's something off with that. I don't necessarily think it's because he takes steroids it could be, or anything it could like al- that. It could also be a torn pec. Uh, yeah, but he talked about how it's something people have made fun of him for. And no, I know, but the sh- I know, but if it's a if it's a tear in there, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a tear it's, in the muscle. It's possible. That, I, I, I tend to, 
I mean, it's possible. I, I tend to. I don't know. I'm just wondering why. Else, if it's like. a, 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 yeah. I mean, um, but 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 he he alluded to that as well. And again, it's one of those like I'm not trying to make an excuse thing, but I haven't told you guys about my health issues that I've been kind of putting on the yeah, back burner. Everyone's. Everybody's always listen. We've heard it a billion times. Nobody goes into a fight healthy, right? Right. And, and to be fair, more often now maybe than before, where the culture used to be like, let's beat the fuck out of each other for two months before you know before a fight, so you can be really ready. Uh, but here's the thing: the way that Adesanya was defending, the way that he was moving his head, his face was looking down at the floor, and he's talking about how he he knew Pereira, where Pereira's arms were, he knew where Pereira's legs were as he was doing it. Yeah, he saw Pereira's feet. But he didn't know where his arms were as that stoppage came in, man. He was looking straight down at the floor as he was kind of shifting his head left to right. Uh, Mark Goddard, as he comes in for that stoppage, Israel Adesanya is bent over 90 degrees, looking directly down at the floor, basically at his own feet. Israel Adesanya didn't realize the fight was being stopped as it was being stopped because Israel Adesanya was looking at the floor. The reason he was looking at the floor is probably because he was rocked pretty badly and he had the instinct to move his head. Uh, Look, there's nothing wrong with the stoppage. Do I think that uh, these elite kickboxers should get the benefit of the doubt and maybe give him a few more seconds. Maybe he does go down, right? Uh, maybe he does go out, but like this is a world championship fight. This is for the highest prize in the game. This is for like a number, uh, uh, a top pound for pound spot, right? I saw that Islam Makhachev is apparently number two pound for pound now. Islam Makhachev has one or two top five wins in his entire career. Now he's going to get there. He's probably going to become number one or number two pound for pound either way, but like he doesn't deserve it yet. It's it's weird. Anyway. The stoppage, um, not unreasonable at all. Do I think that he could have gotten a few more seconds? Yeah. Like, I, I think the man's on his feet. He could have gotten maybe three or four more seconds to see what would have happened next. But I don't think Mark Goddard did a whole lot wrong there. Um, it, look, fa- fantastic work by uh, uh, Pereira. We talked about how he has five rounds to land that left hook. And he found it, dude. He landed it. And Israel Adesanya is not is, is only human, right? At some point, he's going to get buzzed by that left hook if he keeps landing. A 7-0, and oh, uh, excuse me, a 6-1 and one guy beat a 23-1 and one guy for the world championship. It's insane. And now we're in this weird situation where they're coming back. They're, they're probably going to fight again. Israel Adesanya wants to take off until February or March. And if they do rematch, um, we've got Israel Adesanya 0-3 against this man. If Israel Adesanya does pick up that win, let's say by decision, then he's one and three against the guy, and he's the champion. It's kind of a weird. Dynamic. Well, he's already the, he's already the favorite, by the way. Is he really? The Lions. The early, yeah. He's a, he's an early he's an early favorite, not by a ton, but yeah. I, I, would, I would imagine a very something like minus something like minus one ten or minus one thirty. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds about right. And again, the reason that I edged out of Sonya um, outside of our competition, all else being the same, is because I figured he was going to be the slicker man. He was going to be uh, he was going to have the yeah. cl- cleaner technique. He was going to be the faster man. But for five we were, rounds, well, we were we were both right. Yeah, we, well, we were both right in that. He was he was, he was those he was those things. Yep. But I I picked Bahia because I thought that eventually that shot would land. It did. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And and again, I talked about how if I was to make pick this fight, I would have picked Pereira too because because the 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 odds make this a very points. different dynamic. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a two pointer. And then we had Willie Zhang. Well. No, I no, did, of course not. By the way, I did, I did beat, I did beat you handily. This you week did. You, you, you scored. You, you picked I up two points. I should have scored more, but I should have scored. I should have picked up more points, but you know. You well, we we all should have picked up more points, but yeah, you scored two on me, Nick, which is which is pretty pretty damn good. You're, you're closing that gap a little bit. Willie Zhang, Carlos Barza. I think about how we expect that Carlos Barza looks semi competitive in moments, but Willie Zhang was a different, just a different they power did. level. They did Carla dirty in the pre-fight stuff. They're interviewing her at home with all this nice makeup on. She looks like she's in a Wayfair commercial. And then they cut to they cut to like 
the pre the pre fight story and Zhang just looks like a cyborg. He's been like engine- <laughs> I don't know if I noticed that. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Like Kasparza just seems like the night the nicest woman and they just they get her like on her couch and the soft lighting and I'm like, oh, he's, what a so what funny. a well rounded, terrific person. And I'm sure <laughs> Zhang is a lovely person too, but they cut to Zhang and Zhang's like huh. You know, like it's like it's like Rocky Four watching Drago train, and uh, yeah, that but is good. You know, funny, it's uh, that division is fascinating too because who knows what the hell's going on in Rose's head, and uh, you know who gets who gets those next shots is is Limo, someone who I truly believe lost to your friend Angela Hill. Like, is she get is she going to, you know, does she have anything for Zhang? Like, it's like this is a division that's a little topsy-turvy yeah it, it really is man it, it is this weird rock paper scissors situation that you alluded to earlier where uh israel adesanya can beat robert whitaker although I, I thought robert whitaker took that last fight robert whitaker on paper can beat alex Pereira. alex Pereira can beat israel adesanya now here's the thing about robert whitaker and you you quickly to go back for a second you also spoke about um how marvin vittori might be i think vittori can beat Pahea also but that's... well here's the thing Pahea, like he can get taken down Training with Glover Teixeira, one of the most dangerous men up top around that 185, 205-pound range, it gives him the ability to see the worst-case scenario, to defend the worst-case scenario, to get back up to his feet. We've seen him do that a couple of times now. I know that the people he's done it against are not elite from top position, but I, like, it's not like Marvin Vittori is that dangerous of a guy. It's not like he's as dangerous as Glover Teixeira, man. He's, oh, it's he's not about it's not machine. danger. It's control. Yeah, it's con- it's control. I just, well, sure. He's, he, he's he's also really really big, and he's a good wrestler and can hold him up against the cage. Uh, yeah, but so for twenty five minutes, Marvin Vittori holds him for twenty five minutes. He gets and he's top durable. Position. And he's durable. As what all happens else. every time Alex Pereira gets up to his feet? He clocks him again and again with those jabs, with those left hooks. I, I think. I think he's got a decent chance against him. Now, Robert, Robert Whitaker might have the skill to potentially finish Pereira, but again, Robert Whitaker, not the best control guy. He was able to take Izzy down time and time again. Couldn't control the guy. Izzy was able to get back to his feet. Um, I know Alex Pereira is not as adept at grappling as Izzy yet, but I, I think what we're seeing in the evolution of martial arts is that it's not the, the guy who's really good at everything that, that's going to be champion. It's the guy who's elite at one thing and pretty solid at the other two. That's going to tend to be the champion, right? We Weili Zhang, elite. Well, she, she's she's actually fantastic at multiple things, but in that division, it's kind of a little bit of a different dynamic. But she's a particularly talented, athletic person who's on a different athleticism level from almost everyone else in that division. Um, Weili Zhang, man, yeah, she was just she was just a better fighter. Carlos Barza came in and did her best, went for those takedowns. She threw some straight shots. Um, she she looked kind of decent for for moments at a time, but it was when Wei Li Zhang was willing to and and able to put it on her. She did. The punch count was thirty seven to six. Neck. Now Carlos Barza did pick up one takedown, but it wasn't that close of a fight. And she submitted her in oh, that no. second round, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I as mean, as far see. as what's next, uh, I, I think it's got to be Lemos, right? For lack of better alternative, it's got to be Lemos. I don't think. Yeah, Lemos I just don't think. Getting a rematch I don't, after that I don't think. I don't know, but I don't think I don't think Lemos is. Uh, I don't. I don't. I think I think Zhang would be a heavy, heavy favorite. She should, By the way, yeah. this is one more thing about Glover. So Glover, in less than a month, is fighting Jiri Prochaska. Right. Um, did you see Glover in the cage? He did not look like he was in great shape to me. Um, I don't know that Glover ever looks like in solid shape outside of like 
fight night, right? Like he hasn't cut weight. He's a forty-something-year-old man. There's going to be more body yeah. fat. I do hear that though. Like, like I do wonder what it looked like a month before. I that was first surprised. Fight. Yeah, yeah. You um, would imagine that they've both been in training camp working their asses off, though, right? Pereira, who had plenty of cardio for twenty-five minutes for the first time in his career, he'd only fought up to fifteen minutes in kickboxing. Um, and that's with four breaks, like three well, who minutes. Knows? Right? Who knows if Glover can do cardio right now? Like that's the thing. I don't. I don't know. I just thought. I thought. Glo- I thought Glover looked a little. I mean, obviously he's f- a fucking amazing human being. I was just like, oh, Glover looks like he's got a gut. That seems strange to me. He's fighting in four weeks against this killer. And it's um, actually in four weeks. Is that the date of the card? UFC two eighty two. Something like that. Yeah. Let me see here quickly. Um, UFC two eighty two. The date is. December tenth. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's less than less than a month, man. That's that's interesting. But still, Glover, presumably, he's working his ass off. I do wonder, like, is he one of the coaches there? Is he able to dedicate time? Like, is he getting one on one time with those coaches? I would imagine no. that he does. But does he also run the school? Right? Like, well, I mean, it worked out okay for him to become champion you know, of that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he and he didn't he didn't beat a bad guy to become champion either. Can you imagine that if Glover Teixeira takes this title back, which is possible given what we saw? It'd be all, I think I would, I think it would be awesome. I love Jiri, but like I I really was so excited that Glover was looking good in that. Me too, man. Uh, me me too. It was, it was a it was a really goddamn good fight. I can't wait for it. There's we're talking about a chance that there's going to be two titles in Connecticut with with Glover Teixeira's title mixed martial arts school. Yeah, man. It's it's kind of it's kind of wild if it does work out that way, but. Crazy dynamic in this one. So uh, outside of outside of the the main and co-main event, I mean, I think it's got to be Lemosh next. I don't think Rose deserves a rematch, and maybe Rose fights. Uh, who would Rose fight? Who, who's like a top contender that makes sense for Rose to fight right now? Maybe mm. somebody like Marina Rodriguez. Like, why not? You know, like it would yeah. be high level. Yeah, that's fight. a good idea. It, it would be interesting. Um, um, and then we have Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. Man, who knew Nikolai that Michael Chandler was of questionable character? Cheated his way I mean, through the entire goddamn fight, Nick. He, I think I, I think everybody knew he had him in trouble. I mean, he had him in trouble. He's just like he's just a bu- he's just a button masher fighter. Yeah, he kind of is, isn't he? Yeah, he'll he'll. And I mean, Dustin, it seems like he'll try everything, and then you know, for him to like uh, put on the facade that he puts on when he speaks to the public, and then like, oh, I don't, yeah, dude, I mean, multiple I'm not a, fouls. Not a huge fan of that guy, but the real story here, and he did it in the hooker fight. He's done it in so many fights. Poirier is not only durable and smart; he is. The coolest fucking customer. In yeah. he keeps his. I know I say the word composure a lot on this podcast. He maintained his composure and patience every second of that fight. When he was stuck on the bottom, when he was eating tons of shots up against the fence, I was worried at one point that it could get it could get stopped. But his deep, you know, he defends okay. Um, he hangs around too much and eats too many. Like it look, it looks bad, but he he doesn't get spooked. He doesn't let it get to him, and he like waits for his moment and he lands his shots. He does not deviate from the game plan, and like Chandler ran into that defeat. You know, Chandler. I don't know. I don't know what the scorecards were. Chandler might have been up two. Could have been one one. I don't know how people. It was. Were it was one one. Chandler got almost finished in that at the end of the first. Well, I know, round. but he also After beat the shit out of Dust. He also hammered Dustin in that yeah, first round yeah, until the end. When, so when I just don't know what finished, the. God's sake, I know. Like, I, I I would have had it one one, but I don't know what the judges actually had. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, it was a Chandler. It was a Chandler takedown. Like he ran. He ran into defeat. You know, like. He he tried to he tried to take Dustin down and did, and Dustin immediately reversed position. He just 
yeah, he just waited. He was he was just he's smarter, craftier, more patient, better composure, and better better like stamina and and overall skills. Dustin Poirier doesn't do anything out of panic. No, he he really doesn't. And we gotta face it, Michael Chandler is he's a journeyman, right? Like, what has Michael Chandler done his entire career? Alternate wins and losses, even in Bellator. I think going into the UFC, his record was fairly questionable. It's not like it's not like the guy was just this undefeated, untouchable champion. Um, like, like, let's say, um, let's say, uh, what's that gentleman's name who, like Justin Gaethje was, right? Like Justin Gaethje was untouchable, basically, leading up to his UFC uh, run. He had some rough fights, but, but he was undefeated for a while there, whereas... Uh, Chandler's, yes. Chandler's just a, is a, not as good Justin Gaethje. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, and then, and then, uh, Chandler was five and two in his last seven fights. Going into his uh, going into his UFC debut, now he's two and three in the UFC. Keeps calling for a goddamn title shot or for a Conor McGregor fight after every win, after every loss, no matter what happens. Keeps calling for a fucking title shot or a Conor McGregor fight. I think Conor McGregor fight is possible, but I don't know if Conor would want to take that risk against a journeyman. Um, I would tend to think there are matchups that are about as easier or easier for Conor. Although Connor does really well against Russell Boxers. But again, if, if we look at Chandler's last four fights, he almost got knocked out by Tony Ferguson in the first round. Uh, he did finish him, to be fair. Got knocked out by Dustin, uh, got, excuse me, submitted by Dustin Poirier in this one. Got uh, outworked in a big way by Justin Gaethje, although he had his moments. Charles Oliveira finished him, although he had his moments. He always has moments, right? He's, he's always semi and, and he knocked out Dan Hooker, who didn't seem ready for that fight. No, he really didn't. But that's the thing. Like, he's, a, he's a goddamn journeyman. By the way, I'm looking at the scorecards. Every, uh, every judge had it the first round, 10-9 for Poirier. Despite okay. the fact that, like, as you alluded to, to be fair, um, Michael Chandler was just aggressive. Like, it's all power shots. There's no setups. There's no, there's no fainting. There's, no, there's just nothing except extreme power shots at all times. That's all he does. And with about 30 seconds left, he got, he got rocked pretty badly, and he was on the brink of getting finished with his hands down as he's just, like, moving that head and getting clocked by Poirier, who, like, Poirier is the kind of guy that if he hurts you, man, he's going to finish you. And if he had a few more seconds in the end of that first round, he would have finished him there. And Poirier alluded to that, too. He was like, look, this guy gets hurt a lot. If I, I, I figured if I hurt him, I was going to end the night. Yeah. And, then, um, and then in that well, One other thing, Poirier also said that if, if he's like, if Chandler was a, was a more technical puncher, if he was a straight puncher instead of a looping puncher, that he probably, he probably would have gotten Poirier out of there. Poirier was great. Uh, well, uh, great. I, I don't think he put it that, that way, but yeah, shot. it's to his he's advantage. Like, well, no, to... he did. He did put it that way. He's like, I'm glad he throws looping shots and not straight punches. If he threw straight punches, he probably would have. He could. He might have gotten me out of there. He, he said he might have gotten me out of there. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So look, Ch- Chandler. That's the thing. There's, but that's the way he fights. He's a fucking brawler. He's exciting. He's fun to watch. He throws everything 100. percent um, but there were there was a moment where he's clearly landing to the back of the head, like very obviously landing to the back of the head on Poirier. And Dan Vergliano is a pretty shitty referee. I've seen him I've seen him make some huge mistakes on the local scene leading up to his UFC career as well. He's a shitty referee, he really is. Michael Chandler got top position. You talked about how he might not want to fight that way. He does it in almost every fight. He gets he tries to go up for top position. Got the top position, did some damage to the ground and pound. A lot of it, you know, funny business, dude. Took his back at one point with a second takedown um, and and literally just fish hooked. Just put his fingers right into Poirier's mouth to, to, to pull his head up so that he could sneak the other arm under his neck so that he could choke him out. Um, and, and, of course, as soon as, like you said, he the, the takedown got 
reverse Poirier's maturity, his conditioning, his experience, experience, excuse me, came through. Poirier is an elite fighter, um, and and quite simply, Michael Chandler is not. Um, I wonder what what is next for Michael Chandler. I'm sure the UFC will give him something. Uh, Also, it's interesting. Michael Chandler basically talked his way into like a $900,000 per fight contract with the UFC. He basically got on the phone with Dana White and probably said, you and I agree on so many things. You're incredible. You've built a sport. I'm going to make it exciting. I'm going to build fights. I'm going to be a champion. Um, And Dana White agreed and gave him his huge contract. And since then, he's re-signed a new contract with a 2-2 and record. You would imagine, leading into this fight, you would imagine that the UFC probably gave him a pay cut. I'd imagine it's closer to the four or five hundred thousand thousand dollar range. I don't know if we're going to see the, the I don't know if we're going to see the numbers on this one. It was New York Commission. It's possible that they'll release the salaries, um, which I'm intrigued by. Uh, just quickly, Nick, uh, I'm looking at the scorecards for the main event. It was the same thing. Israel Adesanya ended up uh, is what we thought I should say, right? Israel was leading three to one leading into that fifth round. So if he had just made it to that decision, at worst case, it would have been a draw. Best case for him, it would have been a win. Um, but it, it's it's wild how that worked out. Um, outside of that, Nick, from from the fight night the other night, um, we have Frankie Edgar who ran into a knee again. We've seen this time and again. He waits forward, not defensively minded. He looks awful. Knocked up. Yeah. I ugh, I almost texted you after the wait after the weigh ins because I thought he looked so bad at the weigh in. Did he? I don't know if I saw <laughs> that. Frank, listen, he's still my favorite fighter. He's the reason I got into this. That was hard to watch. Yeah. Frankie made a mistake moving down to 135. I think that he should have stopped competing. I don't know that it would have been better yeah, elsewhere. Pro- you're think, right. 135 is the best division pro- on planet I think Earth. I think you're probably right. I also just think he was actually cutting weight and he looked drawn out. And I think that his dur- I think his durability took a hit. I do think his speed was waning. I do think his techniques became extremely predictable, which is why the Sanhagen finish and this finish were yep. essentially identical. Um, he did, but to me, he looked considerably less present and not present. He, he, I thought that he still looked like competitive and like Frankie Edgar in the Cheeto Vera fight. I did not think anything he was doing. He looked like a, he looked to me, he looked like an old guy imitating how Frankie Edgar fights. Yeah. It was, it was super sad and his kids were there, but he seems like a guy with such integrity and his, and has his values like in the right place. His family was there, like he'll be okay. But man, it was a shitty matchup. I don't know why they didn't do him and Cruz. Like if he gets knocked out by Dom Cruz, fine. But like at least that that would have been fun to watch those guys do it. But the UFC likes to do this kind of thing. They'll put you up against a prospect or an up and comer or a contender in hopes that they will either take your name or you'll or you'll get a big win. It's kind of a win win. Uh, but ideally for the UFC, Chris Gutierrez walks out with a win here over Frankie Edgar. That's on his resume. He's now one of the contenders at 135. He looks huge. By the way, for the he record, looked- 19 and three, Nick. Chris Gutierrez is 19 and three in mixed martial arts with how many like 10 UFC fights? Let me quickly look at his record. We got to start putting some respect on this man's name. He debuted in the UFC yeah. in 2018. No, he, he should get. Um... He is seven one and one in the UFC, Nick. Dude's like legit. He beat Vince Morales, Geraldo DeFratis, not bad fighters. Geraldo DeFratis' uh, fight was a little bit a uh, little bit wonky as far as the decision, maybe. Andre Ewell, not terrible. Philippe Corrales, not terrible. But now he's getting into that upper range. Denat Botgarel is a, kind of a league above some of those other guys, right? Frankie Edgar is a step above that. I think he's ready for top top. 10 top 12 level competition and, and I'm intrigued by what's next for him. This was a this was a big win for that guy. And I think he's probably the best kickboxer coming out of uh, that uh, coming out of that uh, coming out of his camp. He trains um, 
I forget the name of that camp. Uh, Mark Montoya, I believe, is is the name of his uh, name of his head coach. But he's like the best, most well put together kickboxer, and he's actually been improving. Like he's um, his kicking game has improved, but he's kind of rounded everything else around that as well. And and you know the experience is coming together. The dude's a dude's a high level fighter, and he needs to get some respect on his name. Nikolai. Uh, outside of that, we had Dan Hooker, who you know kind of what we expected. Claudio Puelas, man, not a whole lot of heart. He's got talent for grappling. You and I disagreed on this pick. I thought Dan Hooker. This was kind of a shoe-in. This is the kind of fight that Dan Hooker wins. These up and covers who have serious holes in their games. Dan Hooker will take care of business. The very elite guys. Dan Hooker is not going to do too well at this point in his career. Um, Hinato Maikano just took over Brad Riddell. I think we disagreed on this one as well. Um, Maikano just, <laughs> just, just. I mean, had his way. Riddell. Yeah, I got. I had. <clears throat> I had that one wrong. Yeah, and, and it's funny because you thought Riddell was going to be the one guy from City kickboxing to to get a win. You weren't far off. They ended up going two and two, but it wasn't Riddell who picked up the win for them. Um, yeah, Riddell. Uh, I don't know if you saw. He posted yesterday about how he's lost the fire for. I did see. Arts. He didn't look. He he did not. Uh, yeah, he didn't really look like he wanted. He wanted to be in there and. Against the Moicano was able to be like super super aggressive, and if you can't take advantage of his durability issues, then yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get you know he's gonna run train on you. And we also yeah. have to quickly look at the fact that Moicano's loss uh, to Fiziev back in 2020. To be fair, like that that was a fair loss. He got left hook knocked out, but overall, if you look at like that Rafael de Sanios fight, I think he took it on a couple days' notice. It was a correct me if I'm wrong. It was a five round fight? Was it? It was a three. Yeah, it was a five round fight, man. That he took with days notice <laughs> against like another idol of his. Like he's a he's a solid fighter, and, and that guy deserves some respect to be put on his name. His stand up is really good. His wrestling is decent. His grappling is really really good. Dude gets rear naked chokes on everybody, man. No matter how good your defense is. Ryan Span, man. Dominic Reyes didn't have the durability to take that right hand. Unfortunately for him, Aaron Bradchfield performed as we expected. She well, wait a minute. Molly. That was yeah. terrifying, by the way. Ryan Span, like he looked better. He looked like way leaner. I thought mm-hmm. maybe and. and he, who knows if it's Dominic Ray's durability is just shot after those after those wars, but Span like what do you make of that of Span saying like when they asked him what's what was different he's like I trained for this one I usually just like work out for like three weeks but this is the first time I did like a camp. I mean, like, I find that uh, he trains at Fortis MMA against uh, under Safe Saud. Like I find it surprising that things work that way. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how do you train for... What are you, what are you working out? Know. What are you lifting Maybe, weights? I mean, like, it's he, the craziest he, thing I've ever so heard. He's, so he's not new to Fortis? He's not what? Oh, is no. He he's he's been with them for years. Like, Saif then is... I, then then I, I don't know. But so weird. He, impli- he implied that this is the first time he has done a training camp. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a weird thing. He's got a spotty record. Losses to Johnny Walker and Anthony Smith, both by finish, both in the first round. He's a killer-be-killed fighter, and it's usually in that first round where that killer-be-killed happens, right? His last... Five fights ended in the first round, either in his favor or against him. It seems like a coin flip with him, honestly. Got that guillotine against Kutelaba, knocked out Dominic Reyes, uh, knocked out Mr. Serkinov, got submitted by Anthony Smith, got knocked out by Johnny Walker after hurting Johnny Walker badly. And prior to that, he had that decision with Sam Alvey where he just kept running into Sam Alvey's hook, that right hook that Sam Alvey's known for. Just bad decision making. Uh, I don't know if I buy that. It, it seems like a weird, like it's almost like a, when I've lost, I have got a great excuse for it. I'm elite now. Um, we'll see. Look, he's got the offensive tools. 
doesn't really have the durability and he makes some really bad decisions at times. Um, if he's really taking his career seriously for the first time, maybe maybe there's some promise at 205. It doesn't take much. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield, Molly McCann, just, Aaron just dominated. She's in a different league. She is 23 years old, Nick, and absolutely frightening at that weight division. She is no joke. I hope they slow roll her. I hope they don't throw her right into the fire. Although she might be ready for it. Yeah, I mean, she's 23 and there's... You know, people are calling for her against Barber. Like, I think that's a good. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I know I, you don't like prospect, prospect, but Barber, Barber's Barbara, been around. I don't know if she's a, a prospect anymore. Yeah, I, I, th- I think she's more of a gatekeeper to to kind of the top, and I think that's a fair matchup. It's well, she's really still more. she's still very young, but true. But still, I mean, you you, you fall into that gatekeeper <coughs> category. You got to really establish yourself and, and get out of that category. And you know, she she's gonna she's gonna have a lot of work to do and a lot of things to fix if she's to get there, especially. If, the UFC matches her up like a gatekeeper. Uh, and then we have Andre Petrowski, Bones Determined. We expected that fight to go that way. Matt Frivola, first round knockout via hook over Altman Azatar. That was really satisfying to watch. Altman, who's known for knocking people out in the first round, got starched, Nick. And it was nice to see by, by a hardworking, uh, just kind of, I don't know, the, the little train that could Matt Frivola is, right? He's constantly coming in as the underdog, and he gets wins as an underdog again and again and again. Yeah, this, not, this guy, I mean, yeah, he's got wins now against Jalen Turner. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, and some other guys, and like, good, yeah, good for him because he was on he was on the other end of a sh- of a shitty KO he not was. too long ago. Yeah, against Terrence McKinney, who like that's the kind of fight that makes you think he's probably going to get knocked out in the first round. But he he pulled it off, man. He looked, by the way, in best shape of his life. Uh, KK, you picked her, you believed in her. I think I edged Silvana Silvana Gomez because I thought she would catch her with the right hand at some point, but she didn't. KK still got the skill to beat these uh, these kind of. Oh, she caught her. Players. She caught she caught her. KK ate it. Yeah, yeah, to her credit. It's a good sign. I don't know what's going on with KK's health. I hope she's in a good place training with American top teams, probably helping. Mike Trezano, dude, with a fucking knockout over Sungwoo Choi. Uh, man, that guy hits hard, and he's been dropping guys even in losses. Um, he's real dangerous. Montel Jackson, we were wrong about Julio, Julio Ars. The athletic disparity just was too much to overcome. The size disparity was, was too difficult. Montel Jackson's not, not got a varied game. He hits incredibly hard. He's incredibly strong and athletic. And then Kyler Solberg, uh, again, just like a quick, quick knockout. Um, he's got off- offensively, there's something special there. Right, he just touches. Yeah, guys he also looked drop. better. He looked. In, I thought he looked in better shape. I mean, the guy always looks terrific, but he looked. Yeah. Uh, he looked a little. He looked a little bit leaner and like you know a little bit less like a like a Paulo Costa bodybuilder this time out. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you, I thought he was be, moving a little bit better. Might be right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's dude. Nikolai Nogomariano is super durable. We've seen him walk through some big shots. I don't think he's been knocked yeah. down before. He got. I thought he was going to get. One. I thought he was going to get this guy down. Me too. I thought they said something about him having a back injury, but I don't. Um, or hurting his back in the fight but for I, I for Nicola in, in, during the yeah. fight, not prior to the fight. I thought it was during the fight, but I could be wrong. During the fight's fair game, uh, but anyway, Nick, that will do it for for that for that uh, UFC pay per view. We've got UFC Fight Night Lewis versus Pivak. I think we're just going to run through our picks on this one. I don't know that we have to go super deep. It's not a terrible card. It's not a good card. Um, which one of us has got the first pick this time? Did I have the first pick last one, Nick? I think that I may have. Yeah, I took Weili Zhang. I believe you have, uh, I have the first pick. You have the first one this time. Who you got? I do, huh? I'm going to go with, um, listen, this guy fought three weeks ago. I like his odds. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Waldo Cortez Acosta to, uh, to beat Chase Sherman. Well, I'm, I'm shocked that that is your, your, your first pick. Um, uh, on paper, I agree with you, but Chase Sherman throws leg kicks, and Waldo Cortez Acosta got his leg basically ripped off in that fight three weeks ago against Jared Vandera. So I think at plus 185, it might be worth a ride on Sherman. But 
uh, Waldo Cortez is going to throw jabs and straight punches, and Chase Sherman is going to be hittable. So I don't disagree. Surprised this is your first pick. Like, how can you rely on heavyweights this way? It's like I relied relied on light heavyweights last week uh, with uh, with what's his name um, uh, with. Sorry, with Dominic Reyes. Reyes. Yeah, I picked him way too early. Uh, and what's funny is you were going to pick him right then, too. Um, my first pick, I'm surprised you skipped this one, Nick. Maybe you haven't uh, looked closely enough on the card. Maybe it was canceled. Uh, I'm going to take Jack Della Maddalena to oh. beat Danny Roberts. Danny oh, my Roberts God. That was supposed to be my... No, that I fucked up. That was supposed to be my first pick. <laughs> I was so... I, I literally, as you no, started to oh talk... Oh, my God. I put that Can I get backsies on that? No, I, no. I read my shit, I read my shit wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm surprised. I was like shocked when you said he fought three weeks ago. I was like, wait, man, this guy's fought three weeks ago. I literally put your name no, next to that pick it, already. Sorry, it, brother. <laughs> wow, that was a real lucky break for me. No, that was just a paper. That was like a paperwork slip up. I was uh, looking at the right. I was looking at the wrong column, and I yeah, I just that was supposed to be my first pick. I fucked up. Sorry, dude. Uh, what, what is your next pick? If you were generous, you would undo. But what the hell? What do you mean to do? You're already up twenty points. Uh, oh you. you were... <laughs> All right, Nick. Let's trade picks. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, fine. I just like it's so obvious that I for, that I missed. I that know. I I, it. I, I'm shocked. I was like, he must have not looked at this card or something. Uh, no, you got I next, did. Buddy? I forgot. It's early, and I, I get that. I went back to bed because you didn't show up on time. It's all your fault. Sorry, I was, try- I was trying um, to get my my daughter out the door with my wife to school. Let me, uh, don't, don't do family excuses. <laughs> it was a family excuse. It was legit, but I hear you. Sorry. Uh, this card sucks. Nick, I had, um, I had some health stuff that I had to put on the back burner leading into this fuck, fight. It was, it yeah, was about you. something that people made fun of me for. I can't believe I just screwed that shit up. <laughs> Nick, don't let this ruin the show. Let's go. Dive in. What's next? Uh, I know. I know. I know. I'm looking and like these fights. Just, like, yeah, the rest of them are really hard, dude. I just don't care. Yeah. Um. See, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, let's go with the old, the old proverb, uh, or idiom rather: "Angry face fights a disgrace." I'm gonna pick uh, Kennedy and Zajuku <laughs> to defeat Ian Kurilaba. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's the right call. Kutalaba might be a plus 150 favorite, but I think Kennedy should be a bigger favorite. Kutalaba's just been slipping on banana peels. Um, you know, he can always land a bomb. He has the potential to get takedowns, but I can't trust that guy after after the many times he slipped. I will say one thing. He recently lost to uh, he recently lost to uh, Ryan Spann, and that loss looks a little better in retrospect, but still, Kennedy as a chuku should be the better fighter here. My next pick is going to be in the matchup and honestly, all of these feel difficult for me to pick. But in the matchup between Kevin Natividad and Ricky Tercios, I'm going to take Ricky Tercios. He's got super a lot of volume. He's very durable. He's got a great cardio. Kevin Natividad is basically just a brawler who hasn't picked up a win in the UFC yet, and I don't like his chances in this one. He could maybe land a bomb early, but I wouldn't trust it. So you're going, you're going with Tercios? Yes. Okay. All right, this next fight, it's like, do I go with this? Where I see his momentum or skills, or do I take an underdog shot? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take an underdog shot here, because I like uh, Marina Moros quite a bit. Uh, I think she's a good, tenacious fighter. I think her Instagram is amazing, but <laughs> um, I still think. I think that if she if she has a weakness, it's that she can be held down sometimes. And if there's one thing that I think Jennifer Maya can still do, it's hold people down. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the under. I think I would if I if it wasn't an underdog pick, I think I'd take Moreau's. But I'm gonna go with Maya to see if I can take the two points. 
I'm sorry. Is it my turn to talk? I was just looking at Marina Rose's Instagram. <laughs> Nicely done. Good I think joke. I'm done now, Nick. I've got other things to do. I've got to go, man. I think she just appeared in Playboy. I don't know if it was American Playboy or something, but she did a. She was like the first UFC active UFC fighter, I think, to be in Playboy or something. Good on her. Um, in all seriousness, Playboy, yeah. Playboy is still a brand, apparently. Yeah, apparently so. Um, Nick, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. Like I think Jennifer Maya has a. This is going to be a close fight, but Jennifer Maya has lost to the taller Ranger fighters with really good stand-up and good takedown defense. Marina Moroz is that. So, like, outside of our competition, I favor Marina Moroz at plus 150. You got to take the underdog shot on Jennifer Maya. So I'm, I'm there with you. Um, next pick for me is going to be... Um, I guess I'll take Miles Jones to beat Vince Morales. Vince is mainly just a striker. He can knock out Miles Jones, but Miles Jones is a solid jab, good wrestling, uh, good pressure. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna favor Miles Jones as a slight favorite here. Um. Okay, I don't feel confident about this at all. But like, we're at the stage in the season where I should just be taking shot. I should be taking like now. It's like okay, just take the two point shots. Yep. Um. I think Derek Lewis is is basically done, and Sergey Spivak is a strong dude. But Derek Lewis only has to land one over five rounds, and I don't know that Spivak. I mean, maybe he could choke him out. I don't think that Spivak's going to outbomb Derek Lewis. And like I said, all Derek Lewis has to do is land one, and he's pretty good at land. At been he's been landing one, but against guys that are other big bombers, and I think have better chins than Spivak, who can sometimes leave his head up. So I'm going to go with the, I don't, I'm done with Derek Lewis, but I'm going to take him as the underdog here and hope that he lands the shot. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think Derek Lewis is done. I think you're making the right call. I probably would have still picked Derek, uh, Sergey Spivak, even in our competition if I picked this fight, just because Sergey Spivak has a jab, which Derek Lewis is allergic to. Sergey Spivak has really good takedowns, really good grappling, which Derek Lewis is allergic to. I like that Sergey Spivak has been training in Vegas uh, with, um, with, uh, I forget the name of the team, but it's where Roxanne Matafari trained, I believe, under John Wood. Syndic- syndicate? syndicate. I, I believe it's Syndicate. It, it should be Syndicate. Might it might be extreme couture. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and so Syndicate <coughs> oh, Spivak. I don't like, know if, I'm just saying Syndicate's where John Wood is. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if, I, yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Um, so I, I like, I like Syndicate Spivak here. I, I think the jab is going to work well. He's a big enough man. Look, Derek Lewis for five rounds can land a bomb, but Derek Lewis has no hard left. He's taken all that damage. He has one and three in his last four fights, and all those three finishes were within three rounds. He was TKO'd in all of them. Arguably, you know, arguably in a couple of them, he kind of gave up and, and didn't want to fight anymore. So I, I you know, I, I don't like Derek Lewis's chances, but I think you're making the right call given the circumstances uh, on your end. My next. By guy, the way, yeah. Roxanne Roman now, she her, she was married last month. All right, good for her. Congratulations to her! What a wonderful person. Yeah, I, I hope that uh, I hope that she's really happy. And to be fair, Modafari is a pretty badass name. That's what she's known for. So it's a it shame is. about that. But but I you know I, I I hope she's happy. I hope she's in a good place, especially retired. Uh, I'm gonna take an underdog and Zalgas Zumagulov to beat Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson is is a pretty like technical striker. He's patient. But he's the kind of the guy that needs five rounds to work against the guy with enough holes so that that 25 minutes can exploit some holes. He can be losing like three or four rounds and then take over late in the fight as his opponent's tired. Uh, he was the LFA champ, I believe, at 125. But Chagas is a super experienced. He's high paced. He might be the shorter man, might be the less slightly technical stand-up guy. But I think he can get occasional takedowns. I think he can put the pressure on. He can put the numbers on Charles Johnson and edge him out in a decision. You always like love the ZZ guy, man. Uh, I do, and maybe I pick him more often than I should. But this late in the competition, with some of these options we have left, uh, it's it's not the worst pick, I think. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go. I think. Ugh, 
this is not a fun one. I, th- I think that uh, Maria Oliveira has showed a bit more than Vanessa Demopoulos. Demopoulos is super charismatic and she's fun. I thought that she lost that fight to Jin Frey. Um, I think they're. I think they they like you know a la like Molly McCann. I think they like Demopoulos as like a as like a draw and a personality and her her story's okay. Right. Um, and they're trying to give her like I think winnable fights. I just don't. I just don't think she's like, you know, I don't think she's all that good. And I, I'm going to have some faith that like Oliveira will be able to negate her jujitsu. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm there with you. I, I think it's the right call at this point in the competition. My next pick is good. Or to be fair, like easily could go either way. Demopolis could just catch and catch a submission on the ground or Mario could just outstrike her standing. Demopolis doesn't have the best wrestling, but Demopolis does have five round experience. She's tough. She's gritty. Um, so I, I, I would probably edge slightly Demopolis, but, uh, but not, not with much confidence. Uh, my next pick is going to be um, against one of your like favorite fighters to pick, which I assume you're not going to be doing anymore. Andre Fialho versus Muslim Salikov. Um, both guys have been knocked out recently. So I like much as I'm concerned about Muslim Salikov's chin a few months after getting knocked out, I'm going to pick him over Andre Fialho. He's got a good hook. Fialho does. He trains with a good team, but He's not a high-level fighter by any means. He doesn't have the cardio to go the long haul. Muslim Salikov doesn't have the cardio either, but he's got experience. He's got he's got the edge in technique and in kind of craft when it comes to the kickboxing. Should have the edge in wrestling as well. Um, I like Muslim Salikov here and with trepidation because he's not a young man and he just com- is coming off of a knockout. Yeah, I mean, in this, I was going to hold off on this probably till the very end. I get that. It's a tough one. I probably would have taken Fialo, and the reason is Salikov's activity. Um in the cage. Not I don't mean yeah, his fight, fre- fight frequency. Yeah. I mean his low yeah. He can be really, really low output and the way that you stop Fialo is by is by pressuring him and landing. And, and Salakov's got those great kicks um and stuff. But like if you're not th- if you're not throwing Fia- like I think Fialo will get his shot off. Um you're making a good point. I think that's the thing. Um so that's my feeling. So if you know, you all you and the rest of our listeners can call me an idiot, but you can also all go fuck yourself. Um <laughs> Uh, what's You're really left? defensive about that, aren't you, Nick? Um, I'm defensive about everything. <laughs> That's um, fair. Wait, so there's we've picked everything except the last two fights. Uh, I believe we have. Just quickly, Nick, I'm looking. Strikes landed per minute. Wow, strikes accepted per minute. Um, I'm looking at... Yeah, he lands 3.78 per minute versus Salikov, who lands 3.04. I mean, the output is not that much different. Um, we've got... Um, Brady Heinstead versus Fernie Garcia, and then we've got Natalie Natalia Silva versus Teresa Bleda. I don't know who any of these motherfuckers are. Who the fuck is that guy? Who who the fuck is that guy? Oh boy. I'll just go I'll go with the flyweight Natalia Silva over Teresa Bleda. Yeah, this one's tricky. Natalia Silva's really slick, conditioned, uh, really good on kind of that, that back, foot, um, back foot counter game. Uh, kind of got a very particular Brazilian game. Not the pressure Brazilian fighter, but more of the footwork, more of the kind of uh, Edson Barboza-style Brazilian fighter, um, as far as the kickboxing, at least. I don't disagree with you with the pick, but Teresa Bleda is, like, really young. She's, like, 20, 21 years old. She's giant. She's 5'9". To Natalia Silva's 5'4". So that's where the trepidation comes in. She's more of a grappler, Teresa is, versus Natalia, who's more of a stand-up fighter. But just that size disparity uh, gives me some trepidation despite that line. Uh, I would probably consider Teresa as an underdog here, but I don't blame you for making the, the pick as you did. Um, my, by the way, you probably hear my daughter crying in the background. Um, 
my final pick. I think I'm going to edge Brady Heinstead versus Fernie Garcia. Fernie Garcia is a real tough guy, really good offensive striker, can knock people out. Doesn't have the best wrestling defense, um, can get overwhelmed with high pace game. Brady Heinstead is generally going to go for takedowns. He's got plenty of cardio, decent amount of heart, not developed. He's he's pretty raw, but I do think that uh, I do think he should be able to get enough takedowns to potentially get a decision on Fernie Garcia. It should be should be close in either case. Nick, that'll do it for this card. Again, not the best card, especially coming off of the crazy pay per view we just came off of. But I am uh, I am you know I'm, I'm looking forward to a couple of entertaining fights on this one and. Curious how everything shakes out with our picks. Quickly, my first pick was Jack Della Magdalena. Yours was Walter Cortez Acosta. Second, I took Ricky Tercios. You took Kennedy as a Chukwu. Third, I took... Uh, you took, actually, Jennifer Maya for two points, which is a good call. And I took Miles Johns against Miss Morales. Fourth picks, you took Sergei... Uh, you took Lu- Derek Lewis for two points. Not a bad move on your part, in my opinion. I took Zalgash Rumagulov. Fifth picks were uh, Maria Oliveira for you. I disagreed with that one. I took Muslim Salikov over Fialo. And our final picks uh, for you was Nat- Natalia Silva. And for me, it was uh, Brady uh, Heinstein. That will do it for this one, Nick. So, so cool. what, what, do you, what do you think is going on with uh, Israel Arsanya's uh, uh, right peck? Do you think maybe like a boob job have, is in I order? Have, I, have, I have no idea. You're telling me you have haven't no, you haven't stayed up late at night thinking about Israel Arsanya's situation there? Come on, Nick. Not when there's Marina Morosas to think about. Man, that Instagram, Nick. Holy moly! Uh, yeah. At least now I know what I'm going to do. Oh, now. by the way, yeah. Big news. What's Guess that? who's single? Who's that? I'm not right now. Mackenzie Dern. Oh, I heard that. Yes, I, I did read that. And you're not. Like, why couldn't that just? I know. Of... I should. I got to lose like 30 pounds and learn how to do any of the things that she finds attractive. Yeah. Can, can and, you surf? Uh, can you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? No, I no? can't do anything. I can All sit right. at a chair. I can sit at a chair and and be kind of doughy. Nick, you're and, a marketing uh, goddamn executive. Give yourself some credit, sir. Yeah, I'm sure she's into that. She let me let me talk her ear off about Web three. Anyway, <laughs> good one, good one in the books, uh, buddy. Looking forward yeah, to connecting yeah. next week. I think you have a good chance of of picking up some more points this week. I think like there's a fair chance the next month and a half that you close the uh, close the. I always, gap. Well, I always do, but I usually close the gap to within one or two. Like there's been some very close years, but in the middle of this year, I had like two or three cards where I just flamed out completely. And you and you stacked up the you stacked up the points. It's not. It's been a closer year than it implies, ma- like match to match. But yeah, I'm really gonna have. I'm gonna have to do something different next year if I'm gonna change this because there's a bit of a streak going on now. Yes, sir. But such, but again, they're picking up it, momentum, Nick. I think uh, I, I think you might have a shot at again closing the distance. I think like a victory for you would be to bring it within ten points. I think it, uh, that would be a that, that would be a pretty impressive yeah. feat. Nikolai, that'll do it for this one. Looking forward to connecting with you next week, brother. Yes, sir. Uh,